The federal probe surrounding State Senator Martin Sandoval heats up with the release of an unredacted copy of the search warrant. Governor J.B. Pritzker adds his name to the push to lower the cost of insulin in Illinois and a renewed push to reinstate the death penalty. All that coming up on this edition of Capital Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast. I'm Peter Hancock. I'm Rebecca Ansel. And I'm Jerry Nowicki. We start today with the biggest news in the State House. On Tuesday, September 24th, federal agents raided the offices and home of State Senator Martin Sandoval, a Chicago Democrat who has chaired the powerful Senate Transportation Committee. But when reporters sought copies of the search warrant from Senate President John Cullerton's office, what they received were heavily redacted copies with the names of most individuals and companies blacked out. Friday morning, that changed with the release of unredacted copies that suggest a broader, more wide-sweeping probe than perhaps many had expected. At the top of the list of items agents were seeking were anything related to a company called SafeSpeed, a politically connected company that makes red light cameras that automatically photograph people driving through red lights so they can be ticketed. Chicago area news outlets have been reporting for some time about how Sandoval intervened on SafeSpeed's behalf to get the Illinois Department of Transportation to allow the company to install those cameras at intersections with state highways. But also named within the group that involved SafeSpeed was Cesar Santoy, a Chicago architect and Berwyn City Alderman whom Governor J.B. Pritzker had recently nominated to a seat on the Illinois Toll Highway Authority. Pritzker was asked about that at an unrelated news conference on Friday. Well, I only just heard about this on my way in uh, today because I guess it was only released a few minutes ago. But uh, but the first thing I would say is that uh, corruption and self-dealing are unacceptable and will be rooted out, whether it's in the my administration or in the legislature. And so from my perspective, uh, Cesar Santoy should step aside from his position uh, on the tollway board. And by Friday afternoon, Santoy was out. Pritzker notified Secretary of State Jesse White's office that he was formally withdrawing Santoy's nomination. Now, it's important to note that neither Sandoval, Santoy, or anyone else named in the search warrant has been charged with any wrongdoing, but Pritzker said he wanted to avoid even the appearance of any corruption, especially as the state is embarking on a $45 billion capital improvements program. He was asked why he had nominated Santoy in the first place. Well, because his vet at the time, and we do a very thorough vet, uh, didn't show any flags, uh, and frankly, you know, he was qualified for the position, but it's clear now anyway that there is some uh, cloud and investigation. That's not to say that he's yet been uh, found to have done anything or even charged, as far as I understand, at least from what I understand, walking in the door and the information that I was given. Um, but still, it's important for us to make sure that there is no cloud uh, that uh, is carried over any of the work that gets done at the tollway, and so, as I say, he should step aside. Pritzker also had earlier called for Sandoval to step down or be removed from his post as the Transportation Committee chair, but Cullerton's office had declined to do so, saying he wanted to know all the facts before taking any action. But sometime Friday morning, reporters started noticing that on the General Assembly's official website, 
Sandoval was no longer listed as the chairman, only a member of the committee. A spokesman for Cullerton said Sandoval had resigned from the post earlier in the day. Meanwhile, the search warrant went on to cover much more information related to Sandoval's own company, Puentes Incorporated, as well as a company owned by his wife called Monarca. It called for records related to ComEd and its parent company, Exelon, and it sought documents related to a number of Chicago-area businessmen, construction companies, lobbyists, and several local government officials from the southwest suburbs of Chicago. But perhaps the most telling thing of all was at the top of the search warrant, where investigators listed the specific federal statutes that they believed might have been violated. They were all from Article 18 of the United States Code, an article dealing with, quote, deprivation of rights under the color of law. It includes statutes against conspiracy, theft, bribery, wire fraud, and one statute entitled Interference with Commerce by Threats or Violence. Other than Pritzker, other Illinois Democrats were mum about the search warrant Friday, but Tim Schneider, chairman of the Illinois Republican Party, issued a statement saying, quote, From another close Madigan ally to Pritzker's tollway appointee, there is virtually no level of state and local government in Cook County that is not teeming with self-dealing Democrats looking to screw over taxpayers. The Illinois Democratic Party is a crime ring masquerading as a political party. With that, while many people are waiting to see whether or not federal indictments come down, other business of state government continues including a renewed push to reinstate the death penalty. Rebecca Ansel, you've been covering that. Tell us what's going on. So one Republican in the House, uh, Barrington Hills Representative David McSweeney, um, back in August, if you'll remember, there were two mass shootings within a day or so of each other, one in El Paso, Texas, the other in Dayton, Ohio. Um, and that weekend as well in Chicago, there was some increased gun violence. Um, and so anyway, Representative McSweeney had come out then and said um, this state should reinstate its death penalty um, because he thinks it will act as a deterrent against uh, gun violence, mass shootings, uh, and serial killings. Um, and so he had said then that he would either sponsor or co-sponsor such legislation, and just this week um, he proposed it himself. Now, let's back up a little bit and refresh our memories about why the death penalty was repealed in Illinois in the first place. Back in 2000, former Governor George Ryan uh, pardoned everybody that was on death row. Or commuted their commuted sentences. Commuted their sentences. Yes, they're two different things. You're right. Thank you. Um, and then about eight years ago, uh, former Governor Pat Quinn signed into law legislation that removed the death penalty as a punishment in the state. Now, when Governor Ryan uh, commuted the sentences of people on death row, it was kind of in response to uh, work by the Innocence Project all over the country, which was finding that people, innocent people were not only behind bars, but sitting on death row for crimes they hadn't committed. Is there still any concern in Illinois or in the General Assembly, do you think, that the death penalty is unreliable or that the justice system itself is too unreliable uh, to trust it with a death penalty? It depends on who you ask. Um, if you ask Representative McSweeney, he will point out that uh, DNA technology has advanced, quote, light years. Um, he actually had worked this past session on some legislation to uh, sort of have the 
DNA technology trust a little bit more and used more efficiently. Um, I spoke with a representative uh, spokesperson from the American Civil Liberties Union today, uh, and um, he was saying that everything about the legislation as it was proposed, it basically just reinstates the death penalty as it was. It does not address at all the inefficiencies, just as you mentioned, uh, about protecting people who may later be found to have been wrongfully convicted in the first place. Now, is this something that Representative McSweeney wants to bring up during the upcoming veto session, or is this more likely to be postponed until 2020? Definitely postponed until 2020. And I had asked him as well, um, again, he's a Republican. The General Assembly is super majority Democrats. Um, how likely he thinks he is to get even a hearing, to even just discuss this. Um, he said that he thinks, you know, it's something to be worked on. He does not think it's definitely guaranteed, but it's something he's willing to work on because he thinks it's, quote, the right thing to do. So we'll see what happens. And could it also be a campaign issue in the 2020 elections if it fails to get through? Well, he's not running for this office again. Um, he's pursuing a higher office, so maybe. Says he might, says he might pursue a higher office at some time. Okay. And let's turn now to Jerry Nowicki. Uh, we heard earlier from Governor Pritzker uh, when he was talking about State Senator Sandoval and Cesar uh, Santoy. Uh, that was at an unrelated news conference having to do with the price of insulin. Uh, and we've covered this before, that the out-of-pocket cost for insulin has been skyrocketing. Uh, what, remind us again, what's the legislation that we're looking at? So the legislation is for people that currently have insurance but are still paying, I think they said $500 to $900 per 30-day supply of uh, insulin. So that's essentially $500 to $900 per month. So this would cap it at $100 per 30-day supply. And it, what was interesting to me is one of the legislators, uh, Senator Steve Stottleman from Loves Park, the Rockford area, he held up his son's insulin bill and he said that the ticket price on this is $1,400. Uh, he said, you know, we have decent insurance, so it's it's lower for us. But um, there was a lot of heartfelt stories about people who, you know, are changing their college major because they want to have a steadier job when they get out of college. So is this something likely to come up in the veto session? Is that what they're pushing for? Yeah, Senator Menard said he'd like to bring it up in the uh, veto session, and uh, they think they'll probably have the votes for it, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. And standing there with uh, Senator Menar and some other lawmakers was Governor Pritzker. Uh, he's throwing uh, his political clout behind this. Is that right? Yep. He, he was all for it today. Um, and I, Yeah, I think, I think he'll push for it, too, if he has to, to swing some of the votes. Uh, so does his weight behind the bill actually, does that give it a little more momentum, do you think? It seems to have worked in his first seven months in office. He's uh, passed pretty much everything he's tried to, so he seems to have some political will, maybe if he hasn't used it all up. Okay, well, we'll wait to see what happens in the veto session, which begins on October 28th. Uh, in the meantime, for Rebecca Ansel, Jerry Nowicki, I'm Peter Hancock, and this has been Capital Cast.